For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief treating their child with cannabis. These are their stories. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Hello, hello, hello. I hope everyone's doing well. Yes, uh, to you and your family and everyone. I hope you guys are doing well out there. And uh, also, happy uh, Epilepsy Month Awareness. And uh, just for those families out there who are going through it, uh, you know, we're here for you guys and, you know, praying for all speedy recoveries or treatments or cure anything to get you guys through it. Mm -hmm. We're definitely here and just shed the uh, spread the word. Tonight's guest is Parissa Rod. Oh, I apologize, Parissa Masori Rod. Is that correct? Yeah, Parissa Rod is fine. Oh, Parissa Rod. <laughs> Rad, that's a cool last name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. She's we're also, pretty rad. Yes. For what we're doing this uh, industry, yes, we are, just in general. Uh, she's known as the Marijuana Mama. She's a that's marketing right. executive and a cannabis um, advocate was experienced as a mom of a special needs um, child, and uh, that's what propelled her into this industry. Um, she has so much information to share, um, the ups, the downs, the hurdles, the just the battles that she had to overcome to make sure that her daughter gets the best treatment possible, and looking at the alternatives, uh, which is what we're about, you know, alternative medicines. Not Western medicine all the time can work. Um, we have alternatives here. And that's what we're about, reaching out and, you know, just educating people. And we want to welcome her tonight to share her story and letting us know, you know, what her, uh, you know, basically what her um, goals are as it relates to her daughter and what the future holds. Yes, welcome. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for that very nice, warm introduction. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, I'm actually here with my daughter, Yazzie, who is um, uh, the reason that I'm even named the Marijuana Mama and the reason that I'm in the industry. Uh, My daughter, Yazzie. Hello. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So she's been using cannabis for what, five years now? Yeah. 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 Uh, Since she was 14. And uh, Yazzie was born visually impaired and with cerebral palsy because she was born at only 23 weeks gestational age, mm-hmm. weighing only one pound at birth. So Yazzie's been a quite a fighter since day one Miracle, and just been yeah. defeating all the odds. Yes. And all things considered, she lived a really healthy life, you know, Um But when she was diagnosed with scoliosis at age 14, we decided to have a spinal fusion surgery done and the prescription opioids that were given to her really permanently damaged her GI tract. And so Yazzie now has a life-threatening condition called gastroparesis. Um, basically she experiences a lot of the nausea and pain and discomfort that, um, is associated with chemotherapy. Um, she's not able to keep 
foods down. A lot of times she has to get her food into a surgical tube in her stomach. And so a lot of modifications because of these prescription opioids and their damage that they've done. So obviously as a parent, just, you know, out of desperation, looking for something to to help her and calm the nausea, calm the pain. And that was initially what we were looking to, to utilize cannabis for. Um, But to our surprise, it also helped with the anxiety and the depression that she's lived with her whole life because of, you know, her special conditions. You know, it's a little bit challenging for a young adult to navigate these, these, this world, you know? So Mm -hmm. uh, depression was definitely uh, prevalent. And that was something that we find to be the most magical part of this journey is her complete new attitude on life and the things that she tells me, you know, that she's happier even now than she's ever been, you know, and it's like, wow. And you're at home in a, you know, basically a home hospital setting. We have a nurse Monday through Friday that helps with us, you know, nine to five kind of things so that I can work. Um, And here my daughter's living her best life still. (laughs) You know what I mean? She tells us things that just, any parent would want to hear their child just be happy. And I think that's been the biggest reward for us. Although, yes, it's great. Obviously, we don't want to see her suffering at all. No. That too. Um, but just to have that different mental attitude and outlook that I think that cannabis really helps promote mm. is uh, been one of the greatest things that we've found from the, utilizing the plant medicine. And not only does Yazzie use this medicine, but I use it as well. Uh, at the time I was dealing with a lot of PTSD and my own anxiety and depression over a lot of things, you know, having a child with special needs and special health conditions that you don't necessarily have a cure for is scary and, and traumatic for both child and parent. And, um, I was getting, you know, getting prescription Xanax and things like that to help with my issues and, I, I was like, why am I using prescription pills anymore? I should be using cannabis as well. So, you know, we both use the medicine 100%. And, you know, I don't use any prescription meds anymore. I'm 100% plant medicine. And, uh, you know, it's thanks to Yazzie's journey with it that I really understood how this could be used in a therapeutic and medicinal way. And uh, one of the biggest takeaways that I want people to, you know, leave with after hearing this is that we do not light Yazzie's joints. And, you know, that's sometimes a big misconception is like, oh, well, you know, she must be smoking joints. And it's like, there's lots of ways to use this medicine. And, you know, that's the number one thing that I think we, we educate people about is, yes, we do vaporize, but we do other um, methods of consumption as well. And there's other ways to use it. Maybe um, vaping isn't for everyone, you know, but it just happens to be the best way for her to, you know, really mitigate that nausea and just have total control over it herself, since a lot of her devices she can Uh, manage herself they're battery operated and they're safe and uh, that way she can also feel independent and kind of be able to take her health in her own hands so to speak so uh, now that she's especially now that she's you know uh, an adult a young adult I that was really important for us is to develop that uh, confidence and uh, ability to have um, just to care for herself in some ways you know obviously her life is limited in a lot of physical ways. So being able to give, empower her 
with the tools to kind of help her own condition has been really nice to watch her (laughs) turn into a little lady and be like, I need my medicine and really understand, you know, when that time is that she needs to use it um, and advocating for herself and and taking those actions to use it herself. So it's been great. Um, I'm very proud of her progress. And (laughs) it sounds like she's an inspiration more than anything else. Like she's a walking miracle, but she's a, like an example of what, a parent is willing to do to save a child. It's like to make that sacrifice because, you know, it comes with the stigma, you know, and. Oh, absolutely. And we experienced it for us. We had like the double experience. Um, the double stigma is because we're African-American. And then on top of that, we're using cannabis for our child. So it's like, oh, OK, how does that work? But. Right. The fact is that you're willing to do whatever it took. As well as dealing with, you know, your everyday life, you know, because you still have another child. And then on top of that, you have work and all these things that you're juggling. It's like, how do you keep yourself grounded while going know, through all this? The crazy thing is that we even experience that prejudice even within the medical community a lot of times. Oh, like, yes. For example, we have home health, as I mentioned, a nurse that comes into the house. And one of the nurses that we had at one point wasn't comfortable with Yazzie medicating. And instead of her expressing that to us and finding a new home to work in, she called CPS on me. And uh, that was really uncomfortable too, you know, just having anybody question your parenting. And obviously I was scared, even though I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong, that fear that we've all been taught Mm -hmm. to have around the medicine all of a sudden my heart rate started going up, you know, I'm like sweating. My hands are sweaty. It's like, I didn't do anything wrong, but just to have that woman at my door was terrifying. And so I've really been on this mission to help empower other parents with the education. You know, when I was able to speak and articulate what we were doing with the medicine and always referring to it as medicine. And even when she tried to question my six year old at the time, she was like, that's medicine. You know, like, I don't know what you're talking about drugs. Like we don't have drugs in this house. And so I think that's, um, you know, because you're right, uh, you know, m- minority families, I feel like, have even more to fear um, about using the medicine. So it's really important that we educate everyone so that we know how to handle situations with law enforcement or, you know, child protective services, um, whatever the situation be. Yeah, we had that experience, too, because our son um, had a nurse that would oh, well, they considered a label it a crisis nurse. Um, Because he was having seizures uh, from time to time, even in school. And so the nurse would accompany him um, to and from school. And we had the CBD oil with him. And we're like, can can you administer? Said, "Uh, no, we can't. We need a prescription. I'm like, here's a prescription. Well, we we just don't do that. I'm like, it's you're okay with Depakote. You're okay with Onfi. You're okay with Uh Ekepra. But a plant? I'm I'm really confused. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. We've had the same thing with our nurses. The I nurses have to actually us- have a very flexible work schedule. Uh, that way I can be here to reload her medicine or whatever it needs to be. Even the CBD cream, they're not allowed to apply it. Mm-hmm. Even though you'd be like, it's CBD cream. It's not even illegal. But uh, nursing yeah. guidelines, they have to go by that, I guess. And for whatever reason, it's, it's not allowed. So... That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. The it nurses does. gave us the, um, actually the most trouble. It's so funny. I had this one particular nurse. It was like a sub nurse for Aiden. And um, she was like, when is he going to get? He needs to be on more on more meds. I said, well, 
he's on three meds. And I named the two pharmaceutical meds, like the low dose he was on. And I said, CBD. She goes, ah, that doesn't count. And I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that's the one that's doing all the magic. Exactly. (laughs) And it's like. I was just like, Ugh. yeah, it's oh, the, such a long way to go. It <clears> was, <throat> and the battle for us is that we had to, we got to a point where we had to decide because we worked like in two different points of this city, and so I worked in New Jersey, uh, Nina worked in the Bronx, and our son was going to like the lower part of Manhattan. So whereas like we had to decide, well, who's going to go to leave work to get administered medicine right. and then go back to work. Right. Right. So we had to That's juggle that. That's our challenge too. Yeah. yeah, and so that inspired us to create a bill. We actually um, was able to get a, a a state senator that we uh, established a relationship with to write a bill called S eighty one ninety one, which is a, a Tanshin's bill, which would uh, allow schools to assign someone as a caregiver. Oh my god! That mis- gave me goosebumps. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So we put the bill, but the bill stalled. But what ended up happening is another senator had taken pieces from the bill itself and actually amended current laws that were already in place in the education law as well as the health law. No way. That's beautiful. Yes and no, because they actually put it into the laws, but no one's actually enforced it to where they can Uh, go down to the schools and say, this is what's happening moving forward. Uh, hospitals, this is what's happening moving forward. Uh, group home or institutions that have children that are under the medical oh marijuana program, God, this is would, happening. I mean, if they would just act on it, that would be amazing because I can think of so many people that could benefit from this medicine. And exactly. Just, I commend you all. What great work do you guys have done? Yes, I mean, it, it gave us something to think about too because we thought about other children that could be benefiting from it. And the parents, I don't have to suffer like we do, uh, like we did, actually, and having to go through that. And we thought, like, oh, my God. So we actually reached out. Before we wrote the bill, we reached out to all the states. People had connected us with other families who were going through the same thing. And they were able to send us some bills that they've had or laws that they put in place in, like, I believe it was Colorado, um, Washington, and New Jersey, and mm-hmm. other states. And we took pieces of that, and we created our bill from that. And we also Im- implemented things that we believe they would need, especially, like, Let's say the child's going to an off-site event. Like a school trip or something. Like a school trip. So someone would have to be able to administer. And that also within um, that bill, it stated that the nurse could be considered as a caregiver. Mm -hmm. And also that she would be able, he or she would actually have the medicine in her office if need be. Wow. That's amazing. So yeah, yeah, it, it is. But politics is politics. It's definitely is. getting. I don't know. Well, that's the part where we talked about. Like, we're gonna start going to schools and start advocating and sending the message out and letting them know that it, it is available. So we're gonna be working with some uh, state senators, find out where they are with this uh, amended laws, and see. Hey, have you guys sent out a memo? Yeah, something for them to know that they're aware. And I mean, my, my thought was, you know, uh, asthma is very prevalent in um, New York City. Right? Yes. And my thought was, how if a child had asthma and was feeling wheezing or short of breath, they was, they can go to the nurse and get their asthma pump. No problem. But a child needs it for their seizures and, can get, and cannot get it. And they have a cannabis doctor and a medical marijuana card. And they still can't get it. It doesn't make any sense. 
you're right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm just so glad that somebody was willing to listen to you. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how was it in your, you're in which state? You're in uh, Arizona? We're oh. in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, we just passed uh, Prop 207, which allows adult use um, in our state, which was a big deal at this last election. Medically? We've had a medical program for some time now that Yazzie's been a part of for about five years. Okay. So our medical program is really developed. We have 123 licenses in the state of Arizona. All of the licenses are vertically integrated, which means that the dispensary holder also can have a grow offset grow facility and a retail facility and manufacturing facilities. So um, there's quite a few brands. Like I said, our, 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 after traveling all around the U.S. with Women Grow for a year, I realized how lucky we were, you know, to have such a developed program and such great quality medicine here in Arizona. So we're really thankful. We weren't allowed to grow um, for personal use until this new law passed. So now we will have access to grow, I think, up to 12 plants mm. per household. Wow. And uh, now Yazzie will be able to actually utilize full plant medicine like we can juice the leaves and that sort of thing oh, that we've awesome. been looking forward to being able to do. So, yeah, we're making some progress. This is a good year. No, <laughs> for awesome. That anyway, so. Now, are you working with any local officials or even state level? Um, we've done advocacy and, and going down to the actual capital. And obviously, I, I've testified for several different bills um and we've tried to do you know relationship building and bring you know introducing yazzie to them and that sort of thing we've not yet the biggest things that we've accomplished here in arizona were to with yazzie's help (laughs) i should Mm -hmm. say uh is allow concentrates to continue to be legal Mm -hmm. that was uh, questionable two years ago and they were saying that the current law that we had in place did not cover concentrates and people were going to jail for possession of concentrates. It was a really big deal, especially for special needs kiddo community who all use the plant in a concentrated form, whether it's RSO or some sort, you know, nobody's really utilizing the flower. Um, so it was a big deal. So we testified for that and um, we're lucky that that was that's all been cleared up and you don't have to worry anymore um also for the testing bill that was another one that we advocated for and testified for in front of the health committee um, because our current program did not require testing of any of the medicine which was obviously concerning for parents who are trying to get them their children the cleanest uh option available who have special you know, allergies and sensitivities and things like that, you know, mold or pesticides could be detrimental to a special or chronically ill patient, you know what I'm saying? So we just, we helped that um, get moved. We have not worked with changing any of the school laws because Yazzie changed out of going to traditional school several years ago. And so, you know, obviously my focus is have been in other areas, but we're a big proponent of it. And, um, would like to see something move forward. We just haven't had the bandwidth to uh, make any progress in that department yet. So. Yeah, I can imagine the uh, the <laughs> walls you had to hurdle to get through that. Yeah, we've had quite a few different things to try to uh, work on. And, you know, you kind of have to go with the flow of the industry and who's willing to put money behind different things. Yeah. So 
Uh, obviously, not a lot of people are trying to push for children uh, utilizing the plant medicine when we only have we have such a small percentage of pediatric patients even in the program. Yeah. So more so of just expanding the program, allowing like a big thing was like adding autism to the qualifying conditions. Oh, wow. Like, there's been that kind of advocacy happening a lot in Arizona for pediatrics, but not necessarily in the school because, like I said, we have such a small pediatric population in the state of Arizona anyways, that have yeah. medical marijuana cards. That's interesting. Um, because one of the things we came across is the lack of, what's the word, a better word I can use for some of these officials who have the power to make good decisions, but then don't use it. Um, but then I realized how much they don't know about the plant. It's like they're still stuck in the early 1900s. And it's amazing yeah. when you have to educate them. And it's like, you know, I'm pulling out a tincture to, you know, to give my son his medicine because it was that time. And I had this official looking at me and goes, what's that? I was like, that's his medicine, his CBD oil. Is this what we're fighting about? It's like, yeah. Well, we, we got to make some changes. I'm like, what do you think we were doing all this time? Like rolling blunts? <laughs> it's right. like pulling out bongs. Right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, there's nothing against that, but at, this is a child. We're talking <laughs> tinctures. Like, what do you guys, right, like, right. why is it that you guys don't know about these things that are, the people need? Like, how disconnected are you to the people? And, you know, it will be so great when our industry finally has, you know, federal standards, you know, that we can all base this information off of, you know, where they're actually providing a lot of it is just you have to try trial and error, unfortunately. You know, even with our experience with Yazzie with the medicine, there was there's not a handbook, in other words. There's not anything to really educate on an industry standard. Do you know what I'm saying? There's so many, quote, self-proclaimed experts in the cannabis industry, and there's so many people that claim to know how to cure this or that or treat this or that. Um, but it will, I'm really looking forward to the future when there is some sort of, you know, across the board, every state is going by the same sort of standards and same, um, you know, compliance and, and everything. I, I think that'll be amazing for our industry and in for in welcoming new patients yeah. into plant medicine. I think they'll feel a lot more comfortable. It was very hard for us to have to be like, hmm, okay, well, we'll try this strain and hope that works. You yeah. Know? I mean, nobody's really out there to guide you you know you'll be lucky if you get the a good bud tender that knows their stuff and most of true. them are just going off their own personal experience with smoking it or something so yeah it is true we've had that experience like no my strain's better my strain and we've had experience where we'd use a particular product but we've used so many and it, it'll start working then a month later when you're ready to get another bottle comes back and you use it it's like whoa whoa hold on we're having a relapse what's going on and you know, my wife, you know, Nina had that fortitude of looking at the bottle and noticing that there was a change in the ingredients. Like, what are you guys doing? How do you change an ingredient or add an ingredient? And then the other part is that, oh, yeah, we ran out of that particular strain you were using for a while. Um, so no heads up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, right, how do you, right. you know, so it's like it, there has to be some consistency within this industry first and foremost, and also try to, you know, those individuals who like, I'm looking to make a quick buck, you got to go because you're dealing with people's lives here. Right. Absolutely. It's nuts. Now, with Yazzie, like, what was that one day? Because I know for us, we always had looked forward to one day Aiden be able to say, 
well, he always said mommy, but like daddy or be able to take some normal steps because, you know, his seizures, it made him very weak. Um, he was also prone to dropping. The seizures would just cause him just to like his whole limbs to go weak and he just hit the ground. And so we were looking for that day where he's able to walk through the halls and not have to hear a thud or that he's able to say a few words. Now for Yazzie, like what was that one moment where it's like, oh my God, we're onto something. Um, I think we found relief really soon on <clears throat> from the nausea mm-hmm. and um, pain. So the nice thing was they recommended to us, which I was shocked because she was age 14, you know, and he said, get her a vaporizer, get her a volcano. Oh, yeah. I'm like, volcano? I was like, geez, that's too little. <laughs> uh-huh. You're like, oh, like, this is no, too really. serious. Get it too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's only 14, guys. I have no water, like, going all crazy with this. And, you know, I came home and told my husband, and he was just like, what? That doesn't seem right. And we were like, okay. So we went and got her, like, a vape pen. At first, because we were just really, like, uncomfortable with it. We were like, oh, my God, everybody's going to judge us. This is crazy. And so we got our vape pen, and I remember she she took a couple pulls off of it. And almost immediate was like, wow, I feel a little bit better. Like, I, I like it's amazing how quickly um, you can really feel the effects of the cannabis, especially as a new patient. You know, she was able to... Um, we were able to gauge what was making her feel better or not really quick on. And, um, we did move up to the volcano because we found, we did more research that, you know, the flower is really good at helping with nausea control more than, um, I don't know. This is a research study that we had re- we'd read out of Israel. And so we were working with a cannabis nurse at the time and she suggested it. She got a special strains just for nausea and um, lo and behold, you know, she was, it was really helpful. And, you know, obviously we've progressed since then to other things, but um, we were always down to try something new that, that might help and be stronger for Yazzie so she doesn't have to be sitting there vaping all day because that's kind of what she was doing before. Now she's using concentrates and she has a battery operated vape um device that's called a g-pen connect and that's her current favorite device <laughs> i love that one. Yeah, oh, she, she loves it, love it? Yeah. because it it makes me take good puffs yeah awesome. oh. it puffs. so the puffco was another one that we liked oh, yeah. for a while that was really good but then she found that the g-pen gives her a stronger Puffs, as she says. So we, uh, you know, but Yazzie's got a lot going on. She's got 16 metal rods in her back. And wow. like I said, she has a surgical, you know, uh, uh, feeding tube in her stomach. And she's hooked up to formula, you know, most of the day. Um, so our lives are a little bit different. So she needs a lot more cannabis than yeah. maybe, you know, an average pediatric child starting now. Um, and especially now she's growing into becoming a woman and, you yeah. know, um, she's an adult now. So oh obviously we do like to talk about pediatric, but Yazzie is, I always like to point out that she's now an adult and can make some of these choices for herself and awesome. kind of help us, you know, on this journey of healing. So, Oh my God. I mean, for her to get to this point is amazing in itself. And then she'd be able to, you know, express everything is awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, we really appreciate you guys so much for having us on to talk about our story and 
share some of this information. And, and honestly, I'm just inspired by you and all that you've done over on the East Coast. You know, we'll have to bring you over here to help us talk to some of our legislators. <laughs> so Definitely, we, can get we some welcome of that. Over here. Yeah. So, if people want to get in touch with you and to talk to you about what's going on in Arizona, how would they be able to reach you? Um, well, we have uh, social media platforms, thankfully. I love social media to be able to connect with people. Um, you can find me on Facebook as The Marijuana Mama, or you might put in the search box, The MJ Mama, and it'll pop up. And then on Instagram, it's The Marijuana Mama, so D-A, Marijuana Mama, all one word. And you can find Yazzie on Instagram at Yazzie Rad, Y-A-Z-Y-R-E-D. That is awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Got to get that trademarked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I, we appreciate you both. Um, love from the East Coast. And Thank definitely hope to meet you guys sometime in, in the near future. Yeah. That would be wonderful. After all these COVID crazy days are over. Yes. yes. Agreed. Agreed. We have family. All right. Wish you all the best. And Yazzie, it's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you you. for coming on, Yazzie. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye.